Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. Save big money now on new siding from LP Smart Side at Menards. Update and beautify your home with your choice of 13 timeless colors of pre-finished engineered siding. It's durable and includes a Sherwin-Williams factory finish paint warranty that means no painting for years to come. View our entire selection of siding from LP Smart Side today. And don't forget to check out our flyer on Menards.com for all the great deals happening now. Save big money at it ain't the left side or the right side, and it must be the fin side. Welcome, my Dolphins fans, to another episode of On the Fin Side here with Kat and Paul Pick. And finally, we have a little bit of Miami Dolphins football to talk about some actual on the field play. Please or not, the Dolphins were victorious this past Thursday against the New York Giants. Did not really reflect that all, the, all that well. Dolphins were down 10 to nothing to the Giants at the end of the first quarter. And then at the end of the game, and the depth chart started to take shape. And the Dolphins started to get some of their backups out there. You saw a few players start to close the gap. Well, it wouldn't be Miami Dolphins football and it wouldn't be the Miami Dolphins fan base if we weren't a little skeptical this time of year. Uh, so we're going to talk about, like you said, the pros and we're going to talk about the cons here tonight. Let's, so let's dive right into it, Paul. The Dolphins in the first quarter losing 10 to nothing at the end of the first. First offensive Giants go right down the field in the first drive of the game. So taking a look at this starting unit, what do you make of the first quarter? I was a little disappointed that both Brandon Albert and Dallas Thomas allowed a couple of guys to get free. Uh, I didn't like the fact that the offense went three and out, but I'm not getting all of their arms over a couple of series. And again, there were a lot of players that were sat on the defensive side of the ball when you look at that side of the ball. So I'd like to see them clean up the penalties and we'll see what happens when, when the real lights come on. We all know preseason where we see teams go 4-0 and lose almost every game and go 0-4 and, and win almost every game. So I'm not going to overly panic or overly inflate anybody just because of one preseason game at this point. It's the key is to look at individual performances when it comes to this, not exactly where the Dolphins are right now on offense, because it's probably not reflective of where they're going to be. Hopefully this improves Clyde. Uh, Christian said today, we have to protect our quarterback better. We've got to run it better. We've got to throw it and catch it better. These next two weeks, if we don't see some big improvements, then we better get a little bit nervous. And I think that's spot on because right now with a new coach at this point in, in the preseason, it doesn't really matter all that much. And we did have some good individual performance and some bad individual 
individual performances as well. So, yeah, Paul, that's the big thing that jumped out to me was very strictly Dallas Thomas at left guard and Brandon Albert at left tackle going up against Olivier Vernon, formerly the Miami yeah. Dolphins. Yeah, and one thing I want to point out as well, since we're talking about the offensive line real quick, I wasn't overly impressed with what I've seen out of Jawan James thus far. I'm going to be keeping a closer eye on him as well. Nothing egregiously bad, but if he continues to underwhelm, we could see a scenario where Billy Stern continues to play well. He may kick out the right tackle, or he may even see Jawan Bushrod over there, some combination of those two on that side. Hey, James, the best thing I can say about him ever since he's been in the league has been that he hasn't let up a lot of sacks. He's let up a lot of pressures. He's not the best run blocker. And in pass protection, he gets shoved back a little bit. Now, he's not a turnstile, but he does get shoved back a little bit. He did have a penalty against St. Pierre Paul, and Jason Pierre Paul had a few pressures against him at that DN spot. But yeah, both offensive tackle positions, um, not very good in that contest. Uh, Olivier Vernon and Jason Pierre Paul in that first quarter really had their way. Now, preseason game, yes, but that was a matchup that we really would have seen. The the Dolphins like to have seen the Dolphins win coming right out of the gate. Agreed. What else did you see in the game on Friday that you like? You know, look, sticking with the first quarter ball, I look at uh, Dallas Thomas. There's no easy way to put it. And, and I put a picture of this out on, on Twitter too. Dallas Thomas, the first drive, he flat out ruined. And what, I mean, it's no surprise. With that. It's no surprise whatsoever. When I, when I say ruined, here's what happened. Dolphins get the ball after the Giants score. Jay Ajayi takes the handoff, Run right into Jonathan Hankins, who Dallas Thomas is supposed to block. Second and 10. Ryan Tannehill, the very next play, drops back. Thomas gets destroyed by Hankins, shoved right back into him. He has to dump it off for a one-yard pass to Landry. Next play, same thing. Dallas Thomas gets knocked right back into Ryan Tannehill, has to get rid of the ball early, gets rid of it for seven years. The fourth year with Dallas Thomas, physically, he is not going to get any better. And I'm tired of excuses being made for this guy all the time, especially by Omar Kelly. Uh, I don't really pay too much attention to Omar Kelly, but uh, unfortunately, I should, be, I should be able to, but I run under the old adage, and we'll get back to Dallas Thomas in a second since you brought up Omar. I run under the old adage where if you want this to be, you just don't pay attention to him. So unless he puts out actually an impartial report or whoever he likes to say about Dallas Thomas, good or bad. Fair enough. I'm with you on that. But here's my thing with Dallas Thomas and playing with the other four or take a race and have him be the heir apparent to Brandon Albert next year. But I'm fine with it at this point. But if we start getting a, you know, another week into this, and I Laramie Tunzel light up uh, an interior defensive lineman on a way to a Damian Williams five yard touchdown run, which puts the Dolphins up by a touchdown. And he's there. I think Gase is letting be an earned it moment. The first steps towards earning it did occur uh, this past Friday night. And I think that's something that we're going to see by that third game. We suffered a lot of storylines to play out with a lot of folks. They're going to shift positions. A few in the starting ranks, mostly in the backup ranks. But I think that left our position is obviously one of them, especially like you pointed out, after watching what Tunzel was able to do, sealing the play and making an easy walk-in for Damian Williams. It was a good Now that we've got that trust that Brandon Albert's going to be a professional, he's going to be a Pro Bowl caliber player if he's healthy. So I'll, I'll give him a pass on that. Dallas Thomas does not get that same pass. But now we have this in, out of the way, Paul. The rest of the game, I think there were a lot of overwhelmings. May, you know, not necessarily the starting unit, but really when we started getting into the second and third, Paul Stephens up 27 to 10. So let's take a look back. Paul. Who are three players 
that really impressed you in this game from the Dolphins? I'm going to have to say Jakeem Grant. I, I know I was high on the kid going into that game. I really wanted to see a lot out of him, and, and he didn't disappoint, both in kickoff returns, punt returns. I think he broke about six tackles during one 12-yard punt return alone. Um, in the receiving game, the kid was electric all over the field, and it really showed that he has the potential to turn into something special. So that was one big impressive moment right there. Believe it or not, the guy that I'm going to say I'm equally impressed with, and he may have flown under some radars in this game, but I think he may actually be fighting a little harder for a starting role than people realize, is big Jordan Phillips. That forced fumble that Walking had um, when the seed got flushed out of the pocket there and Spencer Pacinger returned it. That footage is all over the place. Go out and rewatch that if you're listening. Watch Jordan Phillips on that play. He single-handedly destroyed that pocket, and that's what forced the steam on the run. Uh, he took his guy, drove him back as if he wasn't even there, had somebody try to help, just blew right through that, and really just forced the play out. And there were several plays where he was wreaking havoc on that pocket in the middle. Now, when you get the, the starting defensive ends back in there, that's going to be even more effective when you've got Cam Way and Dominican Sue and Mario Williams out there on the field with him. For me, the third guy and I'm saying this with a grain of salt because I know we talked about players playing good or bad and the history as well being incorporated into our judgment calls right now. Walt Akins, uh, he flew all over the field, and I almost said Bobby McCain, but I'm going to go with Walt Akins because I didn't expect this from him. He was flying all over the field, and while he didn't put a huge, a, a huge total on his stat sheet, he looked like a different player than what we've seen the past couple of years, and that was something that I needed to see from this kid because we all know he and Michael Thomas last year were a massive disappointment with high expectations. It's a great breakdown there, Paul. And you've taken three guys that I was going to consider putting on my list. Jakeem Grant, great play in this game. And I'll add another adjective to the many that he has. He's polished. And he looked polished on, on returns. He looked like he was a natural operating out of the slot, tracking the ball. And on those returns, at five foot five, it really works to his advantage because he can catch the ball and move upfield very, very quickly before the other uh, the other guy can beat him to that spot. I can't wait to see this guy as a, as a punt returner and a kick returner. Yeah, Walt Aikens had a monster game, too. And I've heard great things of, uh, out of him coming out of camp. And this could, if Jordan Phillips shows that pass rush ability at the defensive tackle spot with Sue, with Mary Williams, and with Cameron Wake, man, what a four-man defensive line that could be on third down. So taking those three guys out of the equation there, Paul, I, I'll, I'll say a few players. First of all, yes, Bobby McCain would be my first one after that. Bobby McCain at that cornerback spot, not only did they have a great interception going one-on-one -on -one against Sterling Shepard down the field, he also almost had another one. He jumped around and the ball in the hand, and it really could have been an interception. He also followed a player down the field very well. He did let up a reception or two, but you know, if you're telling me that you're going to have an interception and a near interception for every pass or two you let up, I would take that any day of the week. Is McCain bigger fast enough to have a full-time cornerback role? That I'm not sure about, but he definitely went out there and he played with something to prove here in this game for the Dolphins at cornerback. Andre Branch I was impressed with. He was sporting Olivier Vernon's number 50, also rushing off that left tackle spot. Another player who I've heard good things out out of coming out of camp. You know, my big thing with him in Jacksonville, listening to, you know, Jaguars fans I'm close to and, and reading out more about him is he was playing really a Leo, you know, defensive end slash outside linebacker position with the Jacksonville Jaguars. Now I saw him in this game really use his hands, really use his power to his advantage. He was in on a lot of play. 
plays. That first play that Jordan Phillips in the first defensive play of the game that he had the illegal hands to the face, Andre Brandt absolutely blew up left tackle Eric Flowers on that play. He'd be my second guy. And third, I've got to say, uh, Terrence Fidei had a very good game too. And I would think it would be a darn shame if the Dolphins did not end up keeping, you know, six or seven defensive ends on the roster simply because it's so deep in talent. And at that defensive end spot, Cameron Wake and Mary Williams are getting a little bit older. So definite good things, uh, individual performances that you can see from the Miami Dolphins in this game. No, I think those are three very good selections there. And like you said, Bobby McCain, I expect to see him win that nickel role and, and be active and fill that role for the team, which I think will be a great thing for this defense because we haven't had an overactive nickel that tends to break up a lot of plays in a, in a good while at this point. So I'm, I'm, he's the one I'm most excited about. And like you said, today, he's a young kid that I think is going to be something special, especially even if it's just being that, that backup to Mario Williams and Cameron Wake and Andre Branch. So great three from you. Now, now on the bad side, Paul, who are three Dolphins that you did not impress you in this game? Number one, you know, I'm going to take a different number one. These are in no particular order. I was a little disappointed in Leonte Carew, not because there was anything that he really did wrong, uh, more so because I expected a little bit more special out of him, and maybe that was my over-expectation heading into the game. So it's not necessarily a detriment to the guy, but I was a little underwhelmed when I expected a lot of big things from this guy. I expected him to be taking more of a leadership role, even though he's a rookie. There was a lot that I'd seen and heard about this kid, and he didn't fill it. He didn't fill those shoes, so I'm hoping to see it this week. But... Number two, and you're probably going to expect this one. I also use this one to cheat and, and mention some, I'm going to use it to mention somebody I did like as well. Matt Moore comes into the game almost immediately, hits a linebacker in the chest, manages to get a 51-yard touchdown completion, which is really a tip ball off somebody else's hands in the Matt Hazels, and it's only a heads-up play by Hazel there that saved that play at that point. I oh, oh, there it is. There it is. I, I was waiting for was a Matt Hazel drop. Actually, I was going to drop in the fact that, especially given Brandon Dowdy coming in behind him, this really could be Matt's swan song with Miami this, this preseason. And I like the guy. Seems like a great person. But unfortunately, I think his skills have deteriorated at this point. I think it gets worse and worse every preseason when he gets action. And I, I don't see the benefit of keeping him on this roster. Another guy I expected to see a little bit more of, uh, IAQ. When he got in there early, I expected to see him do a few special things. And I know he came in, I believe it was Rashad Jennings ripped off a 22-yard run when there was a safety blitz. And really, it was IAQ came in because of the scheme on the defense at that point. He also had contained responsibility as well a little bit. And he just completely shorted it. Rashad Jennings goes to the outside and rips off a 22-yard run because everybody else stunned to the right with him coming in from the left. And it was unfortunate. I really need to see him break down a little bit more. I know he's got good speed, but he's got to break down and be able to make that play as well. Yeah. I mean, I, uh, Issa abdul is really, <laughs> on that uh, Shane Vereen run, completely whiffed on that. And, you know, hopefully he gets that corrected during the season. But, yeah, that that's definitely something that you don't want to see. For me, my three, very simply, number one is Dallas Thomas. I thought it was an embarrassment. Number two, Brandon Albert going up against Olivier Vernon. Would have liked to have seen him win that matchup. And then third is somebody I pointed out last week and somebody who I actually had predicted making a roster 
and that's uh, Ulrich John, the the offensive tackle. I thought he played well after his first drive, but got destroyed for a sack, and then also had a penalty on top of it. So that that's not good for a, a player. That might be the tenth or eleventh best uh, guy on the on the offensive line. And you know what's interesting is Jameel Douglas. Jameel Douglas did not play with the second stringers. He played with the third stringers. Anthony Steen, the former undrafted free agent out of Alabama, stepped in, played reasonably well at that center spot. And Jameel Douglas, now you have to wonder if, if this is somebody whose roster spot may be in jeopardy, Paul, when we get to the end of August. Yeah, I think we have to do more than wonder at this point. I liked what I saw out of Jameel last year, but not getting to see him at all, it's very hard to call. And it tells you right there that unless he's got some injury we don't know about, you've got to be pretty in the coach's doghouse to be battling for a starting job and not get to play in that first preseason game or battling for a roster spot and not get to play in that preseason game, especially given the fact that you began last season as a starter. So seeing him knocking on the field, but seeing pretty much every other offensive lineman that was healthy get out there, pretty big shot. Yeah. Going back to Ulrich John for me at the offensive tackle spot, I, I had him as my sleeper making the final 53. So we'll take a look at, at our final 53, looking at the Miami Dolphins uh, after this preseason game. So Ulrich John, uh, Paul, I'm, I, I think I would take off my team right now in favor of Brandon Dowdy. If Brandon Dowdy, if we can expect more of him in this first week, or if we can expect to see more of Brandon Dowdy playing well, this well as we did in this preseason game, and from what we've heard in the first week of practice, I think we can expect him at the very least to make the team as the number three quarterback. I'm still in the camp, and I know we'll get to this a little bit later in the week with uh, our 53-man roster review. But I'm still in the camp that he, he beats out more and, and, and we see more go away. But I don't think Brandon Dowdy leaves his roster. I think he's shown too much at this point to be able to stash him on the practice squad, even with just one preseason game under his belt. And well, my hope with Matt Moore is that, you know, I, I wish he hadn't been re-signed in the first place, but now that he is and he's got some guaranteed money to go with that, I still think he makes the roster. But, you know, if Dowdy still keeps playing well and Moore throws interceptions like the one, one we saw to Jonathan Casillas in the second quarter, definitely not uh, something that <laughs> that bodes well for Matt Moore. So that'll do it for our Miami Dolphins, New York Giants breakdown after this first preseason game. Follow us on the Fin side, on Facebook, on Twitter, and subscribe to our YouTube page as well. All you have to do is go to the search engine and type in on the Fin side, and one of these episodes will certainly pop up. Subscribe to it to make sure that it's coming to you. Yeah. 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 DWA. It ain't the left side or the right side, then it must be the fin side. It ain't the left side or the right side, then it must be the fin side. Listen, Dolphins fans across the land all tuning in to see what Brian, Cat, and Paul about to do again. We rep our team, you can't change, stop, or ruin it. All we need is to figure what to do to win. Fins radio, live and direct. Win or lose, we're showing up for every contest. No puppet talk, it's all raw and unfiltered. Voice of the fans when the season looks peculiar. Rockin' Apple Orange over here, and you familiar. Every week they coming through our speakers to fulfill the crap we have to hear about our team and all the latest news. Vets, the rookies trying to make the team paying dues. Current players and alumni interviews. City to city, state to state, follow the moves. 
Dolphins talk, set to go Best sports team and show all across the globe It ain't the left side or the right side And it must be the fence side Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. Save big money on your outdoor project now at Menards. We have everything you need to keep your outdoor power equipment running smooth so you can keep that lawn in tip-top shape or enjoy some time on your boat. Right now, all FVP, lawn and garden, and marine batteries are on sale through May 5th. Check out our entire selection of FVP batteries today and view our weekly flyer on Menards.com for more great deals. Save 